Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 17th. Today, you guys, I want to start out with an Elder Holland quote. He, speaking of the allegory of the olive tree, says this, It does more to teach the true nature of God than any theological treatise could ever convey. It also helps us understand much more empathetically that vivid moment in the Book of Mormon allegory of the olive tree, when, after digging and dunging, watering and weeding, trimming, pruning, transplanting, and grafting, the great lord of the vineyard throws down his spade and his pruning shears and weeps, crying out to anyone who would listen, what could I have done more for my vineyard? What anguish in a parent when his children do not choose him, nor the gospel of God he sent. Wow. It's interesting because if we look at this allegory as something that teaches us about the true nature of God, yesterday we talked about his constant work that he does to bring us closer to him. And today I want to talk about the second thing that we can learn about the character of God from this allegory, and that is how he grieves for his children. Here in Jacob 5, verse 41, it says, And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard wept and said unto the servant, What could I have done more for my vineyard? Because here in this verse, he's seeing that his vineyard is failing, that it's not taking root, that it's not working, that all his work and his hard plans were not taking effect. And he wept. It reminds me of a scripture in Moses 7, verse 28, where it says, And it came to pass that the God of heaven looked upon the residue of the people, and he wept, and Enoch bore record of it. So here we have a God who sees his children not choosing him, not choosing the happiness that he could bring, not choosing the love that he wants to give, not choosing the blessings that could be theirs. And because of this, he weeps. It's interesting, oftentimes we forget that God is a God who mourns for his children and also a God who mourns with his children. In fact, in this parable, eight different times, the Lord says, it grieveth me that I should lose this tree. And I feel that it is the same way for our Heavenly Father every time one of his children chooses not to follow him, that he grieves, it grieveth me that I should lose this tree. Now remember, this is the Lord of a whole vineyard, but he was concerned over the one tree. And we can learn so much about the nature of God when we understand this principle about how much he cares for the one and how much he loves the one. So much so that the poor choices of one causes him to grieve, to mourn, and to weep. So much so that conversely the opposite is true. In Doctrine and Covenants 18 he says, And how great is his joy in the soul that repenteth. So just as he grieves when we don't choose him, he rejoices when we repent and come unto him. Such an incredible, fierce display of love and devotion. Another scripture that I love in this chapter is in verse 61. It says, Wherefore, go to and call servants, that we may labor diligently with our might in the vineyard, that we may prepare the way that I may bring forth again the natural fruit, which natural fruit is good and the most precious above all other fruit. 
Now, the thing that I love about this, we talked in the first episode on Jacob 5, that the servant is the prophet. But here we have the Lord telling the servant to go call other servants. And he says, I want you to call other servants so that we can labor diligently, so that we can prepare the way, and so that we can bring forth again the natural fruit. And then if you go over into verse 70, it says that the servant brought other servants and they were few. Now, it's really interesting because we could look at that and be like, oh, yeah, so the prophet's going to call a couple other people to help him. But I want to cross-reference that to something else really quick. If you go to 1 Nephi chapter 14, verse 12, here you have Nephi, and this is his vision, and he's looking at the last days, and it says, And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God, and its numbers were few. So when Zenos says here that the servant is going to call other servants and they would be few, I believe that those other servants that the servant calls is you and I. It's all the faithful members of the church that the Lord is calling upon to reach out and save his other children. He's calling us to to missionary work. He's calling us to the work of ministry, to love and to care for others and those in our path. One of my favorite quotes by Neil A. Maxwell says this, When for the moment we ourselves are not being stretched on a particular cross, we ought to be at the foot of someone else's, full of empathy and offering spiritual refreshment. How beautiful is that? That when we ourselves are not being stretched by incredible trials, that it's our duty and our obligation to be at the foot of those who are struggling, offering empathy and love, but also offering them spiritual refreshment. That that is our duty, it's our obligation. And more than that, it's our blessing to do so. Listen to the way Ammon in the book of Alma describes this opportunity to minister and to reach out and bless other people. He says this, Behold, I answer for you. Our brethren, the Lamanites, were in darkness, yea, even the darkest abyss. But behold, how many of them are brought to behold the marvelous light of God. And this is the blessing which has been bestowed upon us, that we have been made instruments in the hand of God to bring about this great work. Now Ammon here is talking specifically about missionary work, but the great work of God can be charity. It can be loving, it can be blessing, it can be lifting up those who are struggling. Because don't we all know someone, whether they're a member of the church or not, who is in a great abyss, whether that's a spiritual abyss or an emotional one? Don't we all know someone who's there? And Ammon says that they had the blessing to help them behold the marvelous light of God. And then he doesn't say that that was their duty, it was their obligation, it was something that they had to do, it said that that was the great blessing that had been bestowed upon them, that they could be instruments in the hands of God. They considered it their blessing to love others, to help them see God's light and love. That's our blessing too, that God allows us to be part of his great work. Because as we share his love, We are filled with his love. 
and he gives us the blessing to work with him in his vineyard. One of my favorite hymns is Dear to the Heart of the Shepherd. It says this, Dear to the heart of the shepherd, dear are the sheep of his fold. Dear is the love that he gives them, dearer than silver or gold. Dear to the heart of the shepherd, dear are his other lost sheep. Over the mountains he follows, over the waters so deep. Dear to the heart of the shepherd, dear are the lambs of his fold. Some from the pastures are straying, hungry and helpless and cold. See, the good shepherd is seeking, seeking the lambs that are lost, bringing them in with rejoicing, saved at such infinite cost. Dear to the heart of the shepherd, dear are the ninety and nine. Dear are the sheep that have wandered out in the desert to pine. Hark, he is earnestly calling, tenderly pleading today. Will you not seek for my loved ones, off from my shelter astray? Green are the pastures inviting, sweet are the waters and still. Lord, we will answer thee gladly. Yes, blessed master, we will. Make us thy true under-shepherds. Give us a love that is deep. Send us out into the desert, seeking thy wandering sheep. It is my firm belief and testimony that one of the greatest privileges you and I will have in this life is to act as an under-shepherd for the Savior, to do the things that he would do if he were here, to love the way he would love, to empathize the way he would empathize, and to seek the way he would seek. And I testify that as we do this, we are filled with his infinite light and his infinite love. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.